0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Industry Celebrities. My name is Kimberly Scott. Industry Celebrities is a podcast where I interview industry professionals in any industry and I ask them questions about their industry or their passion. Plus, the guests will share a little advice to their younger self. If you want to tune in to other episodes, you can do so by going to thatkimberly.com forward slash combo. Choose which platform you prefer to listen to, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Cast, YouTube, and now Amazon Alexa. So now that I got that out of the way, I'd like to welcome today's guest, Ms. Marla Posey. Hello, Marla. Hey, Kimberly. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for taking the time to visit with me. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what industry you're in.
1: So um, as you said, my name is Marla Posey. I am the founder and CEO of Spark Multifamily Learning Consulting. We are located in Kearney, New Jersey, just seven short miles from lower Manhattan, although it will take us an hour and a half to <laughs> get there this morning. We have a lot of traffic out here on the East Coast. Yes, and, uh, yes. but I do love it, living here and it's great having our, our offices here. But like I said, it, the traffic is challenging sometimes but at least you guys have uh, public transit unlike Texas. that is true we yes. have it
0: but nobody uses it
1: <laughs> that is true Yeah, lots of people do use both trains and buses around here but we just have a lot of people yeah. <laughs> we still have the traffic on the road so
0: yes definitely well how long have you been in the multifamily industry and where did you get your start
1: with so I started in the industry back in 99 I had started my career Before that, outside of the industry, Uh after I transitioned from the retail industry. And so it's been a solid, yeah, solid 20 years now. Did you start on site? On the operations side or the supplier side? I started on site. I think like so many other people, you know, I fell into the industry. You hear that story a lot. You know, how'd you get into the industry? People are like, I just fell into it. And my story really was that after spending several years as a regional manager in children's wear, I worked for Oshkosh Pagosh for many years. And for a long time I spent four solid days every week either on a plane train or in an automobile um, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: and sounds- I'm being sarca- I mean it's, in the beginning is
1: great to
0: see and to meet new people but after a an extended period of time and if you don't take enough breaks you know if you don't you know give yourself some time to recoup it does it does wear on the body for sure
1: <laughs> it is so so true and so it was after I'd done that for many years that I said, you know, I think it's time for a change. So I decided to leave the industry. I took a little bit of a sabbatical. And mm-hmm. when I decided that it was time to kind of get back into the workforce, it was interesting because when I decided to start to look for a position again, I was very clear in my mind that I did not want a position of any responsibility of any kind. (laughs) I I, I wanted a real break. I wanted to get back to work and I wanted to have things that were interesting in my work life, but I just did not want to have responsibility. So I responded to a a job posting that was in the newspaper. Oh my goodness. You (laughs) mean there was no... LinkedIn and no Indeed and ZipRecruiter. There was none of that. Oh, there was none of that. It literally was like a local regional newspaper and it was a company out of Philadelphia. They were they were job posting for a leasing consultant that happened to be at a community that was 10 minutes from my house. And I was like, nice. wow, okay, this is great. Yeah. So I know when I'd spoken to them, like I said, I was, I was very upfront that while I was a hard worker and I was very dedicated that I had no interest in any type of management role, even though I had, (laughs) you know, certainly had one in the past. And then from that conversation, you know, six months later, I took the leap from being the least a leasing consultant at that community to the property manager. And then with a very short amount of time after that, I became the regional manager overseeing 18 assets in New Jersey. So (laughs) it was funny because obviously that, that initial conversation, it was clear that kind of, you know, went out the window. So, yeah, so that's kind of how my journey in the multifamily industry got started. Well,
0: so then you went to starting your own business with lots of responsibility. Um, (laughs) I kind (laughs) of laugh when people say, ah, You know, I work too much for and make too much for other people. I want to start my own business and, you know, make, you know, profit for myself. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome and great ambition. I just hope you know that you're going to work 10 times harder and longer for yourself than you will anybody else. And they look at me kind of like, okay,
1: are you Hmm? sure? Really? Are you sure? Yeah, (laughs) no, but it definitely, it, it definitely is true. And so, certainly from that initial position, you know, I had moved from company to company and kind of had risen essentially through, you know, the rungs of the ladder or what have you, and then launched, you know, Spark in 2015. And I will say that. You are absolutely right on the money in terms of the time and the effort and the energy output when it's your own business is more extraordinarily high than when you're working as an employee. Because I now I feel like I, especially when we first got started, I worked seven days a week, Mm -hmm. 52 weeks out of the year. There was always something that I was doing for or about Spark, or talking about Spark, and I think yes. people are like, stop talking about it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, um, you're but, just you passionate know. about it, and you want people to know. And whether it's you're working on a project for a client, you're doing research, or networking you're doing payroll, you're whatever it is, you know, it's
1: training, hiring, yeah. social media, whatever it is. Whatever there's it is, yeah. there's all these aspects that, you know, oftentimes so I think when you're when you're an employee and you're working for, you know, a corporation, you have all these different departments and different folks to be able to help support you in those different elements of running a company. But then when you launch yourself initially oftentimes you are a solopreneur so solopreneur, you're solopreneur yeah yeah so I used to laugh and said I needed like multiple hat racks because I would change hats like from you know throughout the course of the day and thankfully now I mean we recently celebrated our four-year anniversary and we oh. have now moved on from being a one-person shop to being eight people strong and Aww. so congratulations yeah, thank That's- you
0: I know what a feeling of joy and stress, just a smidge, because now you got other people you're responsible for, but it drives you. It keeps you going. It continues to light that fire because it's the best feeling. I mean, I could put a lot more words into that, but I'm just saying it is, it's a huge milestone. And so kudos, you know,
1: big applaud to you because, you know, you worked hard to get there. So thanks. You know, it's been great because one of the great things that I like to sit back and see is other people's perspectives or opinions or ideas that they're all working towards my initial vision. Mm -hmm. And we've just been able to really kind of pull together some really talented folks that are much smarter than me. And so (laughs) (laughs) I I really appreciate that.
0: That's a great leader surrounding themselves with people that are smarter than you, you know, and, and educating, you educate each other on whatever you're strongest at. you're going to teach your team and what your team or that employee person is strongest that they're gonna teach you. So So it is true it's definitely a great strategy. So what do you enjoy the most about being in
1: the multifamily space? So you know, I think there's just So many things I could talk about in terms of particular elements that I really enjoy. But I know this sometimes, and I've said this before, if somebody's asked me, I feel like this sounds a little corny, but it really is true that being especially on the residential side of multifamily, you know, you have the opportunity and we still even at Spark with both our our consulting vertical, particularly, we're still able to realize this benefit as I did way back when I was on site is, you know, kind of have that chance to possibly be part of someone's memories. Because when someone's choosing an apartment, or you're helping them choose a particular floor plan, or a particular community in your portfolio, or what have you, you know, this could really be their very first apartment, you know, this could be where they bring their first baby home or where they meet their best friend or where they get engaged or whatever it may be. And so to have an opportunity to kind of be part of that, I think mm-hmm. it's really, it's really cool. I, I really do. And I think it's a, it may sound a little corny and quirky, but I, I think that that's really one of the great things about this industry that we, we get to be a small part of that. And, and then also of course, you know, having the privilege, you know, said, when I was on the operator side of the industry, or certainly now being able to collaborate with folks and be able to, especially when someone's first getting into the industry and Mm -hmm. they're very new and being able to really watch them grow and flourish and being able to be a small part of that. I think that's, that truly is pretty satisfying.
0: Well, I can tell you that it's not corny or cheesy to want to touch people's lives in a positive way, no matter what it is. So I don't find that to be corny or cheesy. (laughs) Thank Um, you. (laughs) and, And being collaborative is definitely something that I too can say I enjoy about the industry across the board. You know, even getting into podcasting, I've realized how collaborative that industry is. So collaboration is one of my things that makes me happy, you know, for sure. Sure. So I can understand how, you know, that is something that that you enjoy about our industry well my standing question are you ready for it
1: (laughs) oh I'm gonna brace myself
0: (laughs) it's really easy I tell people all the time when I invite them on it's not hard
1: I don't know I'll be the judge of that
0: (laughs) what would you tell your younger self what advice would you give to your younger Mm. self
1: I think The best piece of advice that I would give my younger self or quite honestly, anybody when they're first getting started is to find a mentor, find Mm -hmm. somebody that you really look up to, someone that will advocate for you and also just be very truthful and honest about areas that um, you may need to improve on and also be your cheerleader to tell you the great things that the things that you just naturally do well. And I think that is something that anyone can benefit, quite honestly, can benefit from in any industry, not just necessarily in multifamily. Agreed. And I know when I have talked about this before in terms of my true belief that everyone should really have a mentor, regardless if you're just brand new to an industry or you are more seasoned, there's always somebody who could mentor you in different areas. And I think that that continues to be important through your journey. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people are a little fearful to ask somebody because they, they feel that maybe that other person won't have the time or Mm -hmm. wouldn't be interested. And in my experience, I think that people are really willing to help each other, and they really truly want to support one another. So I think the first step is Just to ask. Yes. Just, just ask that person.
0: Yes. My mentor was my mom and my grandfather growing up Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize
1: that you needed a
0: mentor in business at all. I just kind of, when I look back now, like the fact that you're just talking about finding a mentor, I found a couple by accident. I never asked them, but I just kept showing up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kept meeting them for coffee or asking them to take them to lunch. And nowadays you're right. You know, I just had someone reach out to me the other day and ask if I would be their mentor. And I was like, wow, that's kind of a fancy, cool word. Nobody's ever asked me that, but I'll absolutely help you. I mean, you know, (laughs) but you know, for, especially for when a millennial asks that i definitely take it as a compliment because absolutely,
1: absolutely. Because
0: there's so much that we can learn from, you know, that I learn from my nieces and my nephews all the time. And they, they don't take my advice, you know, sometimes they do as they get older, they definitely do. But, you know, in the beginning, whoever took, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I never took anybody's older's advice. I'm like, yeah, I, I got this, well, I can right, right, out. whatever, you right. know? but you definitely, that is great advice to speak out loud to say, ask, just ask, just don't, ask. Don't. and I believe Gary V does state this. I don't know his true stat, but he says there might be a hundred people to tell you no, but then there's going to be that one that finally tells you, yes,
1: you know, you just got to ask if you don't ask. You, do. you just got to ask. ask. And and also I think choosing, you know, when you kind of have your list, for instance, like you said, you may ask some people and they may just not, it's not no, and it's not a personal no. It's just yeah. that maybe they didn't have the time at that moment. Correct. And so I think it's always good to maybe have a couple of people that you would, mm-hmm. you know, like to ask to be your mentor kind of on your list or what have you mm-hmm. and look for people that have kind of are or have been where you want to go and then choose, you know, choose your mentors that way.
0: Definitely. That's how I, in the apartment industry, I knew one person. I tell people all the time when I moved to Dallas and I just started networking with lots of people in the apartment business. And when somebody said, Oh, I can't help you, but here's this person that can, I would follow up and, and meet with that person. Like I wanted to better understand how to, you know, build a business in the apartment space. And I sought out others that had done that, whether it was exactly the type of business, which it wasn't because we were the first in our space to do what we did, Mm -hmm. but it was definitely meeting a lot of business owners, suppliers, especially that, you know, started business in the multifamily space, or even people who were on the management side that started as an on-site person. now, you know, now a lot of them are senior VPs and presidents of the company, but you know, back then they were either property manager, regional, and, you know, some, some high ups, but definitely taking that advice from them on how to is, or their insights
1: Mm -hmm. was huge, huge in my career. So, well, and I would say also, you know, ask, just ask a lot of questions along the way. And I, Mm -hmm. I look back at my younger self and I think that I, I believed for some reason, I'm not sure why I believe this, but I believe at some reason (laughs) that I was supposed to know everything or I, or I thought I did know everything (laughs) Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. And so now I'm just very open to asking questions and not having any fear of someone thinking that, you know, that I don't know or that I should know something that I'm asking a question about. That doesn't even enter my mind anymore. And so again, and what I'm finding is I've just been able to collaborate with so many folks and have that my network of these experts in their field or their expertise that they have about a particular topic is just continuing to grow because they don't have that fear anymore of a feeling. I I need to know. I know that I don't know everything. So yeah.
0: Well, good for you. I, I feel the same way. I definitely got older. Well, I think I was fearless. I'm still just as fearless, but I'm okay with more so saying I don't know now than I ever did before. You know, when I was younger, I would, Sure. Prior to the Google search, you know, you had to go and ask and talk to people. So I would just go ask. It's and true. People. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I Google lots of stuff. But It's so true. You're so ever, true. Ever, ever learning. But well, I appreciate your time so much, Marla. And how can listeners get a hold of you if they're interested in connecting with you or
1: learning more about Spark? They can check out our website, which is a sparkmultifamily.com. Mm -hmm. and check out our team on our website and a little more about what we do because we have two verticals within our organization, both consulting and we have an education learning vertical as well. So they can check us out there. Or certainly they can email me directly at mposy at sparkmultifamily.com.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Marla. I appreciate your time and allowing me to interview you and And listeners, remember to hit the subscribe button on any channel you're listening to, whether it's YouTube, iTunes, Anchor. Again, I am on Amazon Alexa, or you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Instagram, and all those great places. And until next week, stay positive and remember sharing is caring. Thank you, Marla. Have a great day.
1: Thanks.